Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. How did you do last night, Andy? My NBA cold streak continues. It's, uh, I think I'm now up to four or five days without an NBA win. You know, let's just say we went two and two in hoops then. Beautiful. Let's spin it. Tout spin. Here we go. Like yeah, two and one. The, oh man, the first two bets I made were eight or nine point dogs that never trailed, I don't think. One one just absolutely truck sticked. Like they were up by 10, 15, one by a bunch. The other one was, I think, tied at halftime, but took a lead again. Didn't really relinquish that. So I, I think I just want to do that from now on. Like I'm going to bet, you know, three, four possession underdogs that lead the whole game. There's really no sweat in that. That's a that's a whole lot of fun. Like even if this game gets close, I guess you'd still worry about overtime. There have been big dogs that have lost in overtime. Overtime is where dogs go to die. It's funny, like a dog will cover seventy percent of the time in overtime historically, but it doesn't. Really? You can you can know that, and it still messes with your brain. Well, I mean, there just like a, a real big dog, there's just almost no chance of like a 10-point underdog losing by that much in overtime, although it has it has happened and will happen again. Never say never in this crazy world of variance. Um, my last bet of the night went poorly. I wish I hadn't stayed up and paid attention because the five-point underdog lost by a million. They were playing very tight at first and then just stopped scoring apparently. So that was rough. Your tennis not this only swept, but those were – big prices i feel like one was two to one maybe better what what was the astapenko price two to one ish we had penko two to one teichman um i think i gave out right around plus 160 got some nice clv there that closed like i think like plus 120 plus 130 but yeah two nice underdogs again it's good we got back some of that nba money and i really only bring it up because you got to talk about it to shake myself out of it so i think we'll be fine oh my and my soccer that i just did to fill a segment not even close. The uh, first half, Man City, they were up like that, and they won the first half 3 nothing. And then the uh, the under play I had, uh, there was no scoring until stoppage time in the second half. It was nil-nil going into, like, the 94th minute. So you can't possibly really be more right than that. So it's all downhill from here. Tennis <laughs> or uh, so- soccer picks are only going to get worse. They're only going to get worse. Well, we are really big soccer handicappers. And again, to remind people, it's maybe just a little more fun for us. I do enjoy digging into those because it is, they're on at like two in the afternoon for me. It's a lot of fun to pay attention for that, especially uh, Dan, producer Dan mentioned he was watching the uh, the Paris-Real Madrid match. I'm like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly watch a match that I bet an under in. That's that's not something I would enjoy at all. I was paying attention to the Man City scoring onslaught. Um, we'll have some more of that, though. A lot of picks today. We're going to delve into a bunch of sports. Start with college hoops. I, again, I had a busy morning. Didn't get these into bet spurts yet, so you're the first to hear about these other than uh, some books that I guess I bet them at. <laughs> um again a lot of a lot of road underdogs this is kind of the only thing that's popping for me right now massachusetts which is not a great team for the all things considered for an atlantic 10 conference which has a bunch of very good teams like dayton st louis the whatnot the bonnies are a little bit 
uh, probably underperforming this year. They were expected to do some pretty big things. They're still good. They're still, you know, competitive. The offense is good, but yeah, these are two pretty good offenses. I just don't think, uh, I don't think Bonnie should be laying 11 and a half. I have this under the double digit mark. So UMass plus 10 and a half in the first one, staying in the same region of the country. Here's a, this is a really, really bad team. Maine. Maine is a bottom five team. But again, I really, really don't like Hartford. Hartford only has seven wins in the season. Uh, one of them was against Maine. They actually beat Maine by 12 earlier in the season. They're coming off a weird overtime win against a, a team they had no business beating in Vermont. So um, it's, it's not really a look to fade a team off a big win like that, but it certainly doesn't hurt. My numbers agree with it. And when you can get a nice situational spot like that, I don't mind it either. Whereas, uh, Maine has had one extra day off compared to Vermont. So plus 10 with them. Uh, Winthrop, the character from uh, Trading Places, also mm -hmm. a Big South team. One of, one of my, <laughs> I love the Big South. They're on a bit of a win streak here. Again, against some bad teams, but they took out Presbyterian. A lot of these are low scoring games. I'm looking at the Radford score from a couple of days ago. They do have a, a decent defense. It's probably one of the better defenses in the whole conference. They won a game 58-48 against Radford. I expect a little more scoring here, but uh, Gardner-Webb also a very, very good defense. I think this is a low-scoring game where it's tight the entire time, and I'm looking probably at a, a two-point game either way is the way I have this modeled out. And then the last side is the Owls of uh, Kennesaw. What's this, Slack? No, Atlantic Sun. It is extra game. Like if you're looking for these, I go think, down the board. I think. Well, and if your book splits them out by like you know college basketball and then college basketball extra, the Massachusetts mm. game is the only one that's not going to be in that extra tab. Like these are Atlantic Sun. These are these are the lower conferences for sure. But uh, they are playing Florida Gulf Coast Dunk Dunk City from a few years ago. Still not that great of a team. These teams are very even in my eyes. This is way too many points. This is probably my biggest edge, which whenever I say it, that uh, that team doesn't do very well. Kennesaw State's defense has been great. I worry about their free throw shooting, which is atrocious, but they're not turning the ball over. They're playing tough defense, and Florida Gulf Coast does not have a good defense. They're a fast-paced team with a shitty defense. So looking at a, a little bit of an upset alert there, and then uh, I haven't played a total in like two days. So I tossed one of those in because I, I like this one quite a bit. This got bet up overnight. So I, I had it on my watch list. It got bet up three points. I don't love going against a market. But again, when it's a market in a small conference like this, and it doesn't take that much money to move it, whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll be the buyback here. Like uh, North Alabama's offense is really, really bad. I'm, I'm fine backing an under here. This opened at like 141, got bet up a few points. So under 144 and a half in the, the North Alabama game, just based on a really horrific offense for a, a really, honestly, both teams. Kentucky's defense is a little worrisome, but they don't turn the ball over and they don't make shots. So hopefully just a lot of dead possessions for them. I have this closer to 140. And then anyone have a take on the 10 a.m. Pacific game, Manhattan-Fairfield? I kind of hope somebody asked about that. I lean Manhattan, but Ooh, probably could have back that. Fairfield. I know. I love Fairfield. I, I was really heavy Fairfield early in the season. 
Um, but I mean, if you if you look at some of my Mac bets lately, this is a team where I've I've bet Manhattan. Oh, I don't know, two three times in a row. I think maybe not to the great success. Hopefully so two. Hopefully two and one, but uh, Manhattan was able to get it done the last time out. If I had to bet it, I would take Manhattan in the points. All right, you can take it. Well, look, it gets you through to the Champions League. You go Manhattan, well into some Champions League, and then we got a bunch of basketball tonight. Um, again, NBA, we're getting back to it. I only bring it up just simply to try to shake myself out of it a little bit. But a bunch of games tonight. Um, we're up to 11, actually. Um, just three looks for me, though. One to add later. Um, I'll get into these three specifically. But take the Utah Jazz. If it turns out LeBron James is out, the number's minus five right now. It'll move a little bit. But if LeBron's out, take anything eight or less. I think we might get a chance at six and even seven. Um, if LeBron's out, he's questionable tonight. But the three looks I do like, we'll start with the Denver Nuggets. They visit the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors just limping here into the All-Star break. And be careful, people. I myself got a little confused looking at schedules. Make sure you look at dates, not days. There is an All-Star break coming up. So you may look and think, you know, for example, the Phoenix Suns are playing three games in a row. They are not. There's a little break coming up here. So basketball tonight, basketball tomorrow night, then we got the All-Star break. So keep that in the back of your mind. Again, the Warriors limping into this break. No Draymond Green. I think it's a great matchup for Jokic here. Um, you know, Curry obviously is going to be really tough for this Nuggets team. They don't really have anybody to slow him down. But um, the Nuggets have been playing really great basketball. I think they'll definitely be able to put up enough points to keep things close. So, again, barring Curry kind of really stepping out here, I like the Nuggets here plus five and a half in a game that I have them plus two and a half, maybe plus three as I start to tweak some stuff. And we're going to take a really, really big number. I think this is the biggest number of the year. We we might have had a 16 before pretty sure it was 15 15 and a half but the houston rockets are catching 16 points um against the phoenix suns um it's down to 15 and a half i would play this at i think anything 14 and a half or better um the Phoenix Suns, you know, it's tough. It is tough to go against a team that has covered numbers pretty much all season. They've been, I believe, one of the more profitable teams against the spread, especially at home. They've covered big numbers over and over again. But the All-Star break is coming here. This is the first night, I believe, or a back-to-back. -back. They might actually have some rest here. I'm sorry, it is, I think, a back-to-back. -back. They have two more games here before the break. But So I expect them to kind of dial some things down. They come off back-to-back uh, -back, um, last night. They have basically every starter playing 30-plus minutes. Booker, I think, got 35. Should be tired tonight again. I think we'll see them dial some guys down here late in the game. And the Rockets, again, you know, no one's going to the All-Star game. They're going to keep playing. Um, they continue to push and try to keep some of these games close late. So let's take 16 points. What the heck? Um, Kings team total over 113 and a half. Again, Sacramento's offense, you know, despite everyone being appropriately bummed about them trading Tyrese Halliburton, yeah. the offense looks much better with Sabonis. I mean, they continue to score. They continue to get more efficient. He's just been a really nice piece of them, which makes sense. You know, he's a really solid player on that end of the floor. Thought about maybe taking them plus five, but the Bulls have shown a real propensity to cover as long as they have DeMar DeRozan and, and Vucevic on the floor, which they will tonight. But they also have shown a propensity to give up a lot of points. So instead have taken the plus five with Sacramento. A little worried that the Bulls actually might be able to cover this number in a very high-scoring affair. So we'll just take a Kings team total over anything 114 or lower. Agreed. 
and someone points out some strength of schedule differences in the early game. Yeah, it, it is a tough one. That's probably why I just avoided it. Like it, it, it's so fun to bet one of these early games. I will say that there is something f- uh, for Manhattan. They didn't have senior Ant Nelson, their their point guard. They didn't have him for a, a chunk of the early season there. So they, they are stronger than they were. So it is maybe a little bit uh, of context you can put towards some of those early season results. And I believe Manhattan should have a better record than they do. He's a big, important part of their, uh, probably the second most important guy on the team and the starting point guard. I mean, Alex, you played a little ball. Starting point guard's an important guy. You need a starting point guard. You do need a ball handler. I was never much of a handler, but uh, <laughs> speaking of a different kind of ball, a golf ball. You were a looper too. You did a little of everything. God, you're just a maybe the most interesting man in Philly. Genesis <laughs> Invitational. I will have more bets than this. I have more bets than this. I'm still just getting my thoughts together. I think it's like uh, how Alex talks about college, or excuse me, NBA basketball. When you have a game and you look at, should I bet this dog? Should I bet this under? Should I bet this team total? Different ways should I bet this first quarter? There's different ways to approach an edge, and you got to look at the you know the best way. And I am really struggling to find a way to bet outrights in this one. I'm only going to play Xander. I sent out some pictures on Monday of some guys I was eyeing up, and I said it stunk because all those guys' numbers got steamed the the right way. I missed the best of it. I missed the best on Xander as well. There were 25s in the market early. I was only able to get a 22 last late last night. Um, there is a 25 at bet 365 still. I just don't feel like shuffling money up to Canada this week. So I already bet Xander at 22. He played lights out last week. He is right up there with the top dogs. This is a tough field. It's very hard to hit an out right here. Despite the big the big field, which is really almost the whole top 20 outside of, uh, you know, Bryson's off in Saudi Arabia rehabbing an injury and, I think Harris English still just has the Rona. <clears throat> he had to miss last week. I don't think he's in the field, but this is essentially the whole top 20. So it's very difficult to win. And despite the whole top 20 being here, I think the average, the average odds of winning this thing is still like 80 to one over the last decade. There's been some long shots that pick up anyway. So only Xander for me, he was lights out ball striking TD green, just didn't putt all that well. Lost some strokes putting. If his putting was halfway decent, he beats the two guys in the playoff by three strokes and has a championship on the on the year. So I like him quite a bit. Cam Smith, top 10. And this is where I was kind of talking about the uh, different ways to approach it. These are guys I think I would like outrights on. And I'm just going to, you know dial it back a little and take some positional bets here. So like Cam Smith, one of my favorite guys this week, just the way he fits, the way he fits the, you know, you need, you need certain skills for certain places. Alex, you can definitely speak to that. And this is a place where nobody's going to hit the greens. You got to be a scrambler. The greens aren't, aren't small. They're just hard to hit. It's a uh, narrow fairways, Kikuya grass. The rough is tough. The fairways tough. Kikuya is a weird grass too. It's gonna to be a it, it grabs your ball. Fun it's word to say. Bungee. It is so fun. For Francisco, that's a fun name. <laughs> but Kikuya sucks for people who don't know what they're doing on it. 
your ball is not going to roll up onto the green if you hit it 15 feet short. It just grabs it and stops it. You can't hit a bump and run out of the bunker. It just stops balls. It's it's very annoying. You can get injured if you have to hit it out of too deep of the rough because it just grabs your club. It'll close your club face. It's annoying. But he's a guy <clears throat> who has a skill set to kind of mitigate a lot of those problems, and he putts very well. I need a guy. It's not going to be just a straight putting contest, but never hurts. He has good putting numbers. So top 10, plus 240 on him. Sungjae just pops every which way and any which way I do my modeling this week. He's actually like a decent price on DraftKings too. I think he's only 8,600. He's a better Bermuda putter, but his POA numbers are fine. And he hasn't played in a bit, but the top top 10 at the Farmers, I think he was top 15, top 20 at the at the Amex. Like he's played pretty well over the over the year here. So I'm I'm fine backing Sun JM at this price to get a top 20 for me. Again, not looking at him outright, but top 20, 145. And then Russell Hanley, top 30. And if you don't know where I bet this, if you bet golf, you should know where I bet this. I think there's only one or two places that offer this. So this is a, this is a FanDuel number. And I, I looked at top 40, and I think there was a little more value here at the plus 155, top 30. Just another yeah. guy who kind of matches up. The, he, I mean, maybe you forget about the other guy in the playoffs sometimes. He was in a playoff to win a tournament a month ago out in Hawaii. He's played well here. He hasn't, he just doesn't miss cuts either. Last time he missed a cut was last July and he's playing real steady Eddie. He's a guy I'm using it a lot in DFS as well. Like he's just steady. He has a, maybe he doesn't have the ceiling to be a top 10, top 20 bet, but he has such a nice little floor. His worst round over the last three tournaments was even par. He just doesn't have these blow-up rounds. He's nice and steady. He sprinkles in some low rounds to put him up there. And he has nine top 20s over the past 12 months. So he's definitely a guy I can uh, look at at a top 30. Plus 155, Russ Henley, those four, and I will, I'll have more. I'll have matchups out. After, after this, I have a golf meeting, and after that, it's just golf writing. Golf, 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 golf. I like golf, those. Golf, golf. I like him. I wonder what him is just like playing his top 20s, top 30s all year has been like. He seems just like a really steady kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I have his his stats up too. He missed the cut at the Sony out in in Hawaii, but he sixth at the Farmers, 11th at the Amex. Before they missed cut, he was 8th, 19th, 9th, 1st, 31st, and then 20th, 3rd, 16th. Like, that's a lot of top 20s that would have cashed for you there. I like it. Little bit of tennis did pretty well yesterday. Again, the tough part is they're playing a lot of these matches now. Lines are still coming out. So again, I'll try to get these out on Betsbirds as they start to open up. But one line that is open. Um, it's something you can get. It looks like it's open just about it looks I saw it at FanDuel, I saw it at DraftKings. I'll check a couple other places here as I'm talking, but it's starting to come out and, and the line seems to be kind of steadily hanging um, kind of right here. But Jill Teichman. Um, we played her last night. I'm going to continue to play her again. Um, just a really nice, 
backcourts for her. You know, you would think somebody with kind of her game, the speed might not be as good given that she doesn't necessarily hit the ball as hard. But I think it really for her unlocks the ability for her actually to hit winners. That little bit of extra speed allows her to kind of hit the ball in spots that maybe normally on softer hard courts would be easier for players to return. So a lot of times you think of fast courts, you think of power players taking advantage. But there's a certain level of player that all of a sudden they can go from hitting shots that might be a little tougher for them to hit winners. Now it's a little bit easier. And she's done very well here every single time she's played. She goes against uh, Veronica Kudermatova. And actually the number's gone a little bit the other way. You're going to be able to do better than me. I'm looking at plus 115 right now, actually. Kudermatova done very well. Well, um, taking some money, I guess, after beating Garbina Muguruza has had a solid start to the season. But again, I think this is going to be kind of a match of who's more consistent. I think Teichman has the ability to do that. And overall, just a little more talent here to get through. I have her actually as a short favorite in this match. So if it continues to go out, out I'll probably actually bet some more Teichman myself. But grab Jill Bill again. I'm, I mean, my tennis, the account I bet tennis on is flush. So you don't have to twist my arm. <laughs> and the, the Pinko match was not over. When I pulled up tennis this morning to check, I, I actually pulled up flash score rather than the sports book to see how I did, how you did, <laughs> you know, your picks. I bet them, though, so it's my money. We. Oui. Um, we, oui, yeah. And real quick, Alex, someone's asking when. Overnight? Yeah, this is overnight. This will be like 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. Yeah, you've got time. But either way, the, the Ostapenko match was not finished when I woke up. And I pulled it up and I said, oh, Teichman won. Good. Winning day no matter what. And then I look at Pinko. Third set, 5-5. Five, five. She's down 1540 on serve. I just put push the star on uh, <laughs> flash score and close the app. And I said, I'll just That's wait smart. for the announcement to come. Because I had to get I, – it was morning. I had to get up, get ready, make coffee, do things, make breakfast. So, And it was, it was awful nice to get the flash score notification to say that we crushed tennis overnight um earlier in the day though these will be like i mentioned 3 p.m eastern same as yesterday i almost skipped a match but uh i think i've i think i've whittled down the fact that i'm going to bet every champions league league knockout match now we might as well i'm i'm up i'm playing with some house money to start with we'll see how deep of a hole i can dig here like i said it's all downhill but i did play both matches today i had trouble with the second one so i got a little cute with it and this will be a smaller stake on the second one if you can see it if you're listening the suspense is probably killing you but the first one <laughs> munich Bayern munich salzburg over three and a half it doesn't take a, a genius to make a case for a Munich over. I guess they're they're a very they're very scoring happy, but they've also been conceding quite a bit. So uh, they actually lost a match. I had to pull up their head to head. They lost to a weird Bacham four to two. A lot of their matches have at least four goals. A lot of their matches have four goals scored by them. And Salzburg has also been a team who's not seen a lot of goals go under the two and a half despite uh, some lower totals in the games I looked at from their head-to-heads. Their back line is going to have a lot of trouble with this Munich front. And really, I don't think we see a team that thinks they can do what Real Madrid did yesterday. You can't park the bus against Munich. It's just not going to work. Like, you're going to get scored on. Do you want to lose 2-0? Or do you want to go for it on the attack and try to score and maybe pull out a 2-2 draw? So I, I do think they'll be aggressive on the attack. I think we see a score. You can play uh, Munich, Salzburg over three and a half plus both teams to score. Add a little, add a little fun to that. And then uh, I actually did something like that with the Liverpool match. This is in Italy. 
This is in Milan. I, the other one I did mention, it is in Austria. So Munich on the road doesn't matter. But Liverpool heads on the road against a team that they faced in the group stage. So the, if you remember the draw they did, just like a tennis draw, they draw for these teams in the knockout stages. Munich actually drew Salzburg. Or excuse me, Liverpool drew Salzburg. And then for some reason they canceled the draw, said we have to do it over. We screwed up. And so, I mean, it wasn't great for them because this is a much tougher team, but it is a team they beat. They beat in the group stage. Liverpool was great in the group stage, but they did concede in every away match in the group stage. And they do concede quite a bit despite having a good offense. So I played them to win and both teams to score, looking at a two to one, a three to one. I just kind of got cute with it because the you know the pool money line is probably a smart play. It's just like even money plus one ten, but got a little got a little squirrely with it. So this was a prop I found, or if you can do same game parlays, I'm sure you can find this. It's just Liverpool's money line with both teams a score should be around three to one. If your same game parlay doesn't pay that, you should uh, raise holy hell or find a different book. I guess that's what I got on it. <laughs> I like those. Those are fun. I think uh, we'll jump on board. I might try to find some Liverpool exact scores kind of thing to play here. Maybe like a 2-1 or something like that. But yeah, it's nice to have a little, little soccer in the afternoon. A little footy. I think so. I like a little afternoon soccer. And we a leg show has some takes. I hear Bayern minus one and a half, over three and a half goals. It's a good parlay. Yeah, like Bayern to win 4-1 essentially. Um, UK Sports Mall. I don't know what that is. I'm guessing it's a... Uh, media service over there predicting a 3-1 away victory wouldn't surprise me 3-1-4-1 i'd love to see uh i'd love to see salzburg contribute though that would be awful nice if they could do that for me go and get one from them so soccer in the afternoon basketball in the evening tennis overnight and then we'll catch you guys tomorrow morning back here thursday thanks (laughs) 